right, what's going on, people? You know who it is. It's the Bad Nigga Truth Podcast, and we are back. And you know who I am. I'm your favorite cousin. Hey, it's your girl, Pixie. That's your boy, Mr. Sturdify. Yes, and we are here today with a special guest. Let me give y'all some rundown before I tell y'all who she is. Uh, she graduated with a bachelor's in science and a social work degree. And if I get it wrong, let me know, okay? No problem. All right. Um, so she had her bachelor's in 2013. 2015, she got her master's with a clinical concentration in children and family. She's also a member of the Delta Sigma Theta. Okay. Ooh. She's also an uh, author, has written two books, The Art of Just Being Me and Free Thyself, and was recently featured on TV One for my man, The Daily Teenage yes. Mistake. Yes. And what else? Okay, so she's a psychotherapist, confidence coach, Reiki, Reiki? Reiki. Mm-hmm. Reiki master, a teacher practitioner, life skills workshop facilitator, and works with the youth. So I want everyone to give it up for my artist dream. Right. Yes. All right, that's right. Educated and melanated. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, All right, so how you doing? Glad to have you here. Have I'm glad to be here. I I am literally in the space where yo, when you let go, mm-hmm. you realize that's when life happens, okay. and that is where I'm at right now. So y'all ask me, am I gonna be open? I got you. That's what's up. That's a good idea because we'll get all in your business. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're going to get all in your business. I, I guess the, start it off. I guess okay. the first thing, um, let's talk about the books, The Art of Being Me. Yes. And so how does someone uh, begin to master the art of being themselves? One, you got to realize that the real truth is you are just the only you there is. Everybody else is taken. So your journey is not going to look like no one else's. That includes your parents. That includes your best friends. That includes all of that. So when you understand that your journey is your own, you give yourself permission to get out of line and walk for yourself. And then once you do that, now it's like, okay, well, what is my strengths? What is my weaknesses? Um, Because then if I know my strengths, then I can flow in it. And then when I acknowledge my weaknesses, that's where relationships come in at. Because you can't do this by yourself. If you think you can, it's not going to work. Say that one more again. You cannot do this life by yourself. If you think you can, then it's definitely not going to work. So once you really do that and you hone in and not be ashamed of your story, like I'm going to get a little bit into my story as we go on, but people think they know me, but you don't know what brought me to this space, but I'm not ashamed of that at all. I'm a psychotherapist with a history. I'm a psychotherapist that went to therapy. Like it's okay. Um, So that's really what the artist me and me was birthed out of because when I saw my daughter's face, she's a rainbow baby. I lost two before her. I said, yo, I got to do something different mm-hmm. for her. If, yeah. it, if it wasn't for anybody else, it was for her. So, okay, yeah. Okay. That's what's like, up, man. Like, bring your mic up. What? They can't, can't hear me? Can't really hear you for real. All right, how about now? Can you hear me now? Yeah, no, yeah you were. Man. Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry about that. Hey, yo, and I'm sweating a little bit. Y'all don't mind the, don't mind the church now. It's the lights. It's the lights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And so, um... And then also with your second book, Free the, Free Yourselves, mm-hmm. um, Free Thyself, excuse me. How does someone free themselves from the grips of, I guess uh, I read that you had, had like some kind of sexual assault thing mm-hmm. happen. How, do, yes. how does someone free themselves from something like that or just free themselves altogether? So the Free Thyself is really a, a guide of healing for individuals that have experienced sexual abuse and assault. Mm-hmm. Um, but my story didn't just start in my assault. I was exposed okay. to sexual experiences at three years old and went from three oh, wow. to 13. Um, I struggled a lot when it came to like my sexuality. I didn't even know it was a thing because back then mm-hmm. you're young. Nobody's talking about that. Yeah. Right. But then you get caught gay in third grade. It's like, huh? What you talking about? Yeah. Um, you know, so for me, I carried that on and then I tried to get rid of that image. So then I end up making other wrong decisions that led me to taking on different steps where I was sexually assaulted. Okay. And the one thing that I realized was in our 
our homes, especially in the black community, we have this, what happens in this house stays in this house. Absolutely. Because the people that were traumatizing our children was the pastor that was just finished preaching on the pulpit. Mm -hmm. um, it was the uncle that had a good job that now we're able to do certain things. So don't talk about him because if you take him away, it's going to take away the whole family. Um, or it was the, hey, we have these experiences. And if anybody know about black families back in the day when we had dinner, the kids went to go play, and the parents and adults was in the living room. You couldn't be in that. That wasn't a child's place. So right. guess what? We were playing, but we weren't playing for real. Mm -hmm. I got you. So for me, it was acknowledging that and being able to tell people, like, just like someone who goes to the doctor, don't say, yo, tell me I got cancer. You don't just walk in that room and say, I want to walk out with that. Yeah. It's the same right. thing with sexual. So I don't care what you had on. I don't care what you did. Like, there was parts of my story that I felt guilty about because I could have could have stopped it. But when I said no, I said no. So the story behind it and me really sharing with people, like, the way you let go is forgiving yourself. Wayne Dyer says that forgiveness is like um, a snake that bites you. It's not the snake that kills you. It's the venom that goes in your veins. So when we don't forgive, that unforgiveness is what's in your veins. And that's what's killing you. It's, it's not about the other person. It really is just a choice. So that's really what that book is about, is being able to choose to forgive yourself, choose to forgive the other person, and it's not for them. It's for you so you can unanchor yourself in misery and really walk forward in freedom. Absolutely, that's wonderful. So where can somebody buy your book? Or yeah. buy your on book? Amazon. If you go on Amazon, you just type in Malira Green. Both of my books are going to come up. Um, and if you want some copies, if you're in the local area or not, I also have some physical ones as well. So just go to my page. Just shoot me an inbox. I got you. I need so, on the house. Hey, you guys watching, um, <laughs> share this live. Um, we have a very special guest today, and I'm very glad that she could be a part of this. And um, black women, this is for us. Um, this is something that we all need um, right now with the way the world is going. So share this live. Share it. Ex let's expose what this is today for us um, so that we can get the word out and support this young queen in her strive to excellence. Mm -hmm. um, this is not uh, just going to be a one-time thing. I plan on getting with her and we're going to do some other things and we're going to reach out to the sisters, um, to our communities and let's really get this thing going. But we're going to get deep today. So we want you guys to put this out so, you mm -hmm. know, people can hear her story and promote her in every way possible, you know, oh, and um, we're going to do the thing today. Um, so <laughs> make sure you guys um, look up there and, and, and look at her book and spread the word. Definitely. Okay. You know, John, you have a question for? Um, actually, you can go ahead and, okay, um, okay. and I'm going to. And I also, um, this is kind of where I have my Okay. And so, with what you said earlier, especially with things that happen in a black family, um, why do you think we focus so much on not letting that out? Or especially if something happens to the kids, the parents are like, oh, well. Whatever, you know, they just kind of brush it off. Why do you think that happens so much? It's in our history. We were taught to serve. We was not taught to be a family. Mm -hmm. So then when you have these laws or changes that now you can legally, quote unquote, be a family, we are afraid to go back to not being able to be a family. So if you go back even to slavery times and if they found out that you were married, they will purposefully rape the male in front of the wife. Then they will sell him off. Or, you know, with the kids, okay, you're not just going to be pregnant with his kid. Once you're done with him, you're going to be pregnant with mine as well. Or if my wife gets pregnant, now you're going to be pregnant so that you can breastfeed her child, not yours. Mm -hmm. So then you have this mentality of that. And then now we're free. And then we are able to do welfare. And then you had the new deal that came along that had the no man in a house rule. Mm -hmm. The no man in a house rule said that if your social worker came and there was any presence of a male in the home, you are not going to have housing. You're not going to have food stamps. You're not going to have any government assistance because if a man is in the house, he should be able to take care of you. Which also birthed the man that had multiple women because if I can't stay with my wife and my family, then I need to go stay with her. Because now you're on rotation. So I know the social worker already been over here. So I got two weeks before she visit again. So I'm going to go over to old girl house. And now I got my own 
You see how it kind of repetitive. Yes. So then you have the now we do we're able to have this family. I don't want nothing to threaten that. So it goes back to well, it happened to me and I ain't say nothing. So if I didn't say nothing, you ain't got to say nothing either, because we kept going. Yeah. Just just leave it alone. You know, don't touch it. Oh, granddaddy did that? I'm not hearing it. It is what it is. Yeah. Not or, my daddy. Yep, not my daddy. Yeah. Or the women got afraid of doing it on their own as well. Mm-hmm. Because back in the day, if anybody is, is want to be real, our grandparents got married real early. And like 15 years old. And granddaddy yeah. already in his 20s and 30s. So you're not going to tell me my husband did something to you because he's all I got. I ain't got nothing else. Exactly. Yeah. So it just kind of perpetuates, and it's this fear of now I can finally have a family. What you mean this is happening? No, you lying, because that's not true. My man wouldn't do that to you, or my aunt wouldn't do that to you. This person wouldn't do it. So it's just this this spirit of I don't want to talk about it. So then if you tell me it happened, then I'm acting like you the one crazy, but the reality is no, it happened to me, and I'm afraid to say it happened to me, so you need to shut it up. I'm different. I spoke out. I got a whole book, and I told my family. Like it was like, who's she talking about? I ain't saying no name. So if you feel like it was you, mm-hmm. hey, oh, you know it was you. Yeah, you know, you had to wear this one, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. you had to wear this. Mm-hmm. That's tough. But it's good that you were able to find your platform and speak your truth. A lot of us sometimes live in agony because we never get a chance to actually speak. And our truth. There we go. Okay. Oh, it looks like we yeah, got a call yeah, up. Yeah, we call we got a call coming answers. in. Yo, yo, what up? Talk to us. Powered by Regia Radio. Yeah, what's happening? What's going on? Yeah, I was just elaborating on what she said. Okay, okay. So you had a question or Appreciate you calling in, man. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you some real facts. I'm gonna tell you some real facts. Okay, okay. That's going through my life. All right, what's going I, on? You wanna uh, share the experience with us? I wanna, I wanna, I wanna elaborate. Okay, go ahead. Shout out to you. Shout out to you. Before you end up. Women are gonna be women, man gonna be man. Some people gonna hit it, some gonna look. This is ATTO. Yeah, you know me, right? All right. That's your people, PLD. All right, so what's your name? Who's calling in today? AC. AC. Hey, what up, Nick? That's my brother. <laughs> That's my brother. <laughs> All right, so we got family on the line. Hey, what's up, bro? Hey, hey. Yeah. Hey, appreciate you calling in, man. Shout out, Bear Nick, to a podcast. I'm gonna tell you no disrespect to you females, but y'all got that down to a little too much a little bit now. Uh-oh. We're oh, talking about wow. doing too much. What happened? Oh, it's really strong too now. Oh, yeah. Now, we're not taking anything away from the men. We all know that you all it's are strong. strong. Um, strong now. History plays a lot in how we live today and the mindset and the mentality of the household. Some things we just would like to um, restructure and reset for the better of our children, for our community. So we're not taking anything away from you guys. We love our black brothers, um, especially those who are dedicated to their families, those who are dedicated hey, 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 to hey, being some, providers some, some, some and protectors. Some not even got them dedicated, but the ones that is, goddamn, we in this building. I hear you. Yeah. We're going to shout you out. Absolutely. We appreciate you <laughs> calling right. in. No doubt, AC. All right. Make sure you share this live and, and, yes, and uh, support Bare yes. Nigga yes. Truth Podcast and Miss Green here. All right, thanks for calling in. All right, appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right, you guys. Um, So feel free to call in. The number is 757-964-9367. If you have um, any questions, we got Mental Health Sunday going on with uh, Miss Malira Green. We want to make sure everybody gets a chance to speak in. Yo, 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 it's the Bare Naked Truth Podcast. How about Virginia? What's up? Hi, everyone. My name is Raven. I love the Bare Naked Truth Podcast. Um, I have a question for Miss Green. Okay, what's going on, sweetie? Do you 
think that times have changed drastically from the way that households were run back in the day to now, like as far as families, men stepping up more, actually uh, becoming the male figure and doing what they're supposed to do? Absolutely. I think that we are in a space now, especially this generation, where we're not afraid to admit that, yo, things were done wrong and I'm okay with doing something different. So there's a lot of men, including my husband, shout out to Willie Green, love you, babe. Um, that, yes, that has literally taken it upon themselves of, yeah, I may have not seen my dad in the home, but I'm going to be here. Or I may have not seen someone, you know, work their behind off. I'm going to do that. Um, so I really have seen that there has been a huge increase of people staying family or people stepping up, especially men. It's like, yo, I'll be a father figure or I'll be a big brother. Um, I just think the mentality now is different because we're like, yo, history is not going to continue to repeat itself. So I have seen a lot of men and, you know, women step up as well. Just say, hey, as a couple, we're going to change the image that our children are seeing. We're not going to replicate what the movies are showing. Because if anybody think about a black movie, for real, for real, it's always some type of drama in that relationship. And the family, it starts with that relationship. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of people that are changing that narrative. And I am so proud of our community um, because we are speaking out a lot more to say, hey, we can't continue to do what our dad did. We can't continue to do what our uncle did. We need to actually be there for our children. Here's the thing. Family, the definition of family is I got to be present in my children's lives today in order to be in their memories tomorrow. And there's a lot of men right now that's being intentional with creating memories with their kids. And kudos to all the men out there and the women that's allowing the men to be in our, you know, our life. That's a whole nother topic as well, the independent mindset behind women. But, yeah. Okay. That, that was my only question. Thank you. I love what you're doing. Um, supporting the women here. So y'all have a good day, and thanks for answering my question. Thanks for calling in, Mr. Raven. All right, y'all no keep problem. the calls coming in, man. We definitely appreciate it. All right, and so, off, no, not even off this. When you said the independent mindset, I want to talk about that real quick. Yes. <laughs> And so now, um, with the current wave of things that we're seeing, do you think that more women are subjecting men to only be financially uh, supportive of everything while, you know, they feel they can do what they want? Basically, you know, the, mm -hmm. oh, the only thing I need a man for is to pay all my bills. And that's all you want him for. And you know what I'm saying? How do you feel about that? So, honestly, um, do you want to take the call first? Yeah, you I got it in my brain. I got you. All right. <laughs> All right. Band Nigga 2 Podcast, Power by Virginia. Yeah, I'm right. What's up? Who this? AC. <sighs> okay, you All got right, a question we... for the guest? <laughs> yeah. Um, how y'all feel about the woman? How you feel about the woman being in the kid's life? Man, like they definitely should be. But what you got to say about the women? The women who are not stepping up to their role as mothers. Got basically. it. So here's the thing, and I like to use illustrations. So, and I can only talk from a female perspective because that's who I am. So when I wake up in the morning, I put on my Malara head. I'm up. Okay, five o'clock. I'm up. Now I'm about to work out. So I put my healthy Malara head on. Mind you, didn't take the other head off yet. After I finish working out, now I'm putting wife head on because now I got to get my husband up for he to get ready for work. Now I put mommy head on because now I got to get my kids up. Okay, after mommy head, I'm going to put my, and I'm saying it fast so you can see why things kind of happen. Now I put hey, my. Hey, hey, don't tell you something slow. Huh? How about a single father? As far as for a single father? Single father. Yeah, we're going to get to yeah. that. Like you asked for her perspective on, on women in the household. Let her give yeah. you that perspective, and then we're going to get to that because we got to limit calls to five minutes so we can get our... Um... Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. That's okay. We're glad you're calling in. We, yeah. We're glad for the interaction today. Um. So then after I put mommy head on, now I'm putting a worker head on, now I go through work, now I put mommy head back on. Now at any time, I did not take any of those hats off. Definitely. So then what happens is by the end of the day, I'm either tilt over or the head's tilt over by itself. And what's happening is there's a lot of women that 
we have our own goals and you put your own goals on top of it because now we can actually pursue goals that we once couldn't do before. Absolutely. But then guess what? Now we're tired. So then you have a lot of women, including myself, because I recently had to change my schedule because I got burnt out. Mm-hmm. How can I show up for you when I already showed up for you? Actually, what he's talking about is That's understandable. An actual, That's understandable. actual mama not being so the mom about the accountability. Yeah, so of, of the absent parent, of the absent mom, and a female. What, that's what he's okay, saying. so for an absent female, typically, what I've learned is they get to a point where they're tired of being everything for everybody, and we're in this mentality now, and it honestly is a mentality of women can go and do whatever they want to do. And then some people negate their responsibilities. Life is a balance in that. Whether it's a woman or a male, you got to be able to balance out all the roles that you play. So if there's a female that's not in their child's life, you can't make them be in their child's life because right now she's choosing herself. Mm-hmm. Is it the right thing? Absolutely not. But guess what? Just because she birthed a kid don't make her a mom. Absolutely. Facts. Absolutely. And- right about that. I say it. And clap till you down. And clap for you. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, you got your hands. is everything. All right. All right, bro. We got to limit these phone calls, man. We definitely appreciate you calling in. Yeah, man. thanks a lot. If you got any All other right. questions, All you right. can also. I'll be calling back in Okay. All right. Tap in on the live. All right. Um, so, with that being said, um, I want you to remember what the question was he asked you. Yes. But do you agree or disagree that a lot of times our role as parents is a um, is a direct reflective of what we viewed as children growing up from our parents? Absolutely. Um, some things you learned in the household and you mm-hmm. re- reciprocate that in your household as a parent. Sometimes you pick and choose the things that you want or you don't want. Um, I'm guessing they have an issue with uh, hearing, hearing the live. Can everybody hear us? Can you guys hear us? But um, in a in a sense, you know, you want to uh, choose. Uh, that's Raven, I think. Yeah. Bare Naked Truth Podcast, powered by Virginia. What's up? What's up? Hey, Bare Naked Truth Podcast. It's Raven. I'm still tuned in, but your guys' volume went out. We can't hear you guys on the live. Okay, thanks. Oh, oh is it on the live feed itself, or you? You didn't hear on any. The live itself. On the live itself. Who's live? Who's live? Who's live? Who's Do you know? Are you watching live? the Bare Naked Truth or Powered by Virginia Live? Bare Naked Truth. Okay. So let's see. We're gonna work on that. All right, we're gonna work on that. Um, for those who are uh on board with us, we are also on live on Powered by Virginia. Um, so you guys can tune in on that one as well. Or so just click the link to the radio station. Or you can click the link to the radio station and um you can see us there too. Yeah. Alright, thank you. Thanks. Um. So with that being said, mm-hmm. you know, as parents, we choose what we liked or didn't like as children. And we try mm-hmm. to uh, basically incorporate that into our households. The things that we didn't like growing up that our parents did to us, we choose not to do those things and we change the narrative mm-hmm. with our children. So you agree that that's mostly how you raise your children, Um we raise our children based off of experience, but I'm going to tell you, that's like the worst way to raise your kid because what happens is the thing that you don't want to happen, that's what you're chasing after. So whatever you focus on, that's what's going to come into your reality. So there's a lot of people that are like, I don't want to be like my mom. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be like my dad. And then you end up becoming like your mom or you end up becoming like your dad because that's what your focus is. So what I tell people is parent from a child's perspective. You know, actually sit down and get to know your kid and what they want. For example, my four-year-old, you would think she's 40. Um, Her favorite movie right now is Coming to America 2. She went to school and she said (laughs) sexual chocolate. (laughs) The the, the, um, grandparent... Um, it, oh, it said, okay. um, the, you're fine. The grandparents was like, wait, what did you say? Or the teacher was like, what did you say? But as the mom, I was like, okay, this is kind of what happened. And we set her down and talked to her about, okay, well, why that wasn't appropriate. Yeah. You know? So it was helpful because, okay, now I'm going to paint from her perspective. She's not saying sexual sexually yeah. she just saying it because she heard eddie murphy and now her thing is eddie murphy this eddie murphy that all of that 
Um, so it, it really is being able to sit down and parent from what your kid needs. They're not you. It's even like with my um my sexual experiences, a lot of my stuff happened at like sleepovers. I gotta now be cognizant that I can't keep my daughter from not going to sleepovers. You know? Um, so it really takes you to have a step back and ask yourself, why am I parenting this way? Why is this showing up for me? And say, okay, well, I'm going to become the best version of myself. There may be some things in my childhood that I can replicate that are good memories. But me trying not to do the bad memories is going to bring the bad memories into the reality. Because that's what I'm, what my mind is. That's my focus. Definitely. I agree with that. I know, like, um, I even had to learn that myself. Like, one time when my, my son was real young. And... You know, he was saying something, and you know, I was at my mom's house. You know, mm -hmm. you know, grandma always got to step in, but so I'm at my mom's house, and I'm like, you know, it don't matter what you think at this time. And she was like, no, nah, actually, give him a time to give him a chance to express himself, say what he feels, and mm -hmm. you know, so you'll have a better understanding. And I actually did that, and I noticed there's a difference in the relationship, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Because now it's like, okay, I can speak to you, and I don't have to worry about you, you know, trying to dad me the whole time mm -hmm. you know i'm still you know be the parent but you know as most part is like, okay well at least i know i can come to you talk and you allow me to say how i feel without getting offended or you know what i mean so that's definitely a um good thing so i want to go and let's talk about the um the butterfly effect yes you know what i'm saying so you know like i said i was on your website i was being nosy <laughs> and <laughs> you know and so i understand there's three uh there's three steps to it, or three processes. You have the metamorphosis effect, the cocoon, I mean, excuse me, experience, the mm -hmm. cocoon experience, and the greenhouse effect. Is it all? Yes. Could you uh, briefly describe each one of those stages for us? Absolutely. So let's talk about the cocoon experience, and then I'll kind of bring you through the other different steps. So okay. most people don't realize that the cocoon is the actual most important stage of your metamorphosis. Okay, well. And the, the visualization that I can kind of give to you guys is, so there was this lady was out running, and she finally kind of go down her little trail, and she look over to her right, and there's a butterfly kind of struggling to get out of his cocoon. Mm -hmm. And she was like, man, you know, poor little butterfly, I wish I could help. I'm going to go ahead and do my run. If I come back tomorrow and you're still in there, I got you. Okay, so she come back. He's still struggling. She take it upon herself, opens up the cocoon, and then say, okay, go ahead, fly a little butterfly. She go about her business. She come back the next day, and she finds the butterfly still, like, sitting on the ground. She's like, why you haven't flown away? Mm -hmm. And he was like, I needed the pressure from that cocoon. So what you just tore, now I'm not being able to fly the rest of my life. So what the cocoon is for me is doing Reiki, okay? Um, so, <laughs> um, so Reiki is a healing modality um, that is really based off of energy. And it's energy healing that's based off of like hand placements. Mm -hmm. So you set the intention. Whatever you're trying to get out of it, that's what you're going to get out of it. Okay. Um, and it's one of those things where some people don't know about it, but it really is just for balance for your holistic self. I call it the cocoon experience because it's your choice of what you're trying to heal, not mine. Okay. So I'm not even bringing my mental health background, none of that. It is legit. Mm -hmm. What is the end goal you're trying to do? And let's work on this thing together. Um, and that's why I call it the cocoon because I'm not going to bust you out. Like, if yeah. you ain't ready to fly, cool. But what I am going to do is make this space safe for you. And I'm looking out and I say, hey, okay, there's a danger out here that's going on. I'm keeping you aware. So while you are morphing into what you need to be, I can tell you once you begin to fly, what's out here? It's, it's not, even when I'm a therapist, it's, it's not my, my role to push you out because that's traumatizing in itself. Mm -hmm. It's my role to create this safe place for you to become who you really are and the best you that you is. So that's the cocoon okay. piece of it. Um, the metamorphosis experience really takes people, so I say I'm the bridge between the caterpillar and the butterfly. That is the full, complete picture. That okay. is the where you are right now and where you're trying to go. But recently I had an epiphany, to be honest with you. Uh -oh, okay? My epiphany was we give a God that created 
the universe, which, whichever your God is and whatever the brain is, but it's just an analogy. Mm-hmm. A God that created everything in six days, a five-year plan. Okay. Why? Why are we given a being that created everything in six days, a five-year plan, and then we mad because it took five years to get there? I never thought about that. Now, is the do you think the five years is more um, pertaining more to that person or... In general, so for example, I used mm-hmm. to be a vision board queen. Okay. And recently, for What's my the, husband, oh, yeah. People that don't know was a vision board queen. Okay, absolutely. So, um, oh, I think it's turned off. Okay, hello. There we go. Um, so what a vision board queen is? I was somebody that every single year I planned out one to three years of what I wanted to accomplish in my life. So that was um, spiritualized where I wanted to go. Mentally, emotionally, socially, physically, cash flow. What was it that I wanted to accomplish in that time? Okay. But I'm like, but God knows the plans he has for me. So why am I making plans when he knows it already? Mm-hmm. So a lot of us are married to plans that yeah. may be blown away and we just sit back and just let go and take our hands off. So what the metamorphosis experience does is it allows for you to tap into yourself and not all the external stuff that we use to check off boxes to say, oh, I I accomplished this. So now I made it. No, we're going to talk about, you know, really who you are. What are your strengths? What is your bare naked truth? Like literally, like, (laughs) what is that? Like, I need you to get naked with yourself. What's keeping you um, in bondage? What's keeping you from moving forward? It can't be everybody else's fault. It's you that's not doing it. You know, so that, that experience of just being able to be raw with themselves and then also talking about the importance of support and connection. Mm-hmm. And being able to say, hey, I got this group of people that's around me. So that's kind of the metamorphosis experience. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's really for women to become unstuck and motivated to confidently reach their goals while owning their gifts. So there's a lot of people, especially that's enrolled, that has multiple roles as mom, wives, worker, business owner, everything else. There's so much more that we want to provide this world. We just don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. I help you doing that experience. And then the greenhouse effect is with my husband. Um, marriage is a beautiful thing when you do it right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and because I'm so big on connection, I feel like the greatest connection is marriage. Yeah, so we, we really bring everyone together um, and talk about how to make it last forever, even if you've experienced trauma inside your marriage. Um, and, and that has been helpful so that you can gain the support um, that you need and the support uh, from other people as well and just giving a platform. Um, yeah, giving a platform to really kind of talk about that. Yeah. All right. And so now when you, uh, when you mentioned about especially checking off boxes and things like that, do you think that um, when people are setting up their goals, they add extra steps because of the fear of being successful? Or actually get in there, or do they feel like do you feel like they're just putting themselves through a through a uh, what am I trying to say? They're just trying to take the long route just because you know. The truth is, we try to play God. Mm-hmm. Like as much as we say all these cliche things, and even if you don't believe in God, because I, I went through the African spiritual stuff too. So if you believe in the universe. We, we, we say all of these uh, manifestation and all that, but we really don't believe it. Mm-hmm. So when we sit down and we make our goals, we make them as if we're going to go through trials and tribulations. I got you. Like we create backup plans within yeah. our main plan. <laughs> um, so it, and it's, it's nothing bad about it. I, and I don't want anybody to feel bad if that's you. I'm type A, so trust me, I get it. Um, I'm a planner, but I am learning that more comes out of it when you legit just let go and live your life. There's so much more freedom mm-hmm. in that when you give yourself permission to just show the flip phone up. Like, yeah. I, I'm not, I, it's nothing, like, there's nothing more that I need to do. I just need yeah. to show up. I'm not a, gotcha. like, yeah. you're a human being, not a human doer. Tony Jones says that. I do mm-hmm. not coin that. But if you are a human being, that means you just be. But what we're doing is we're becoming doers. So the more I do, the more I'm supposed to get from life. And that's not really true. Okay. I got a question. Yes. Psychotherapist, right? Yes. What do you therapy? 
Well, do I therapize? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got my, well, I got you tongue tied. Oh, you <laughs> are fine. Um, I, I think they set you beside me for a reason. I feel set up. <laughs> don't feel set up. I don't, I'm not going to therapize you. I, feel I set promise. Up. Especially for me. I feel set up. Putting a psychotherapist beside me. Mr. Certified. Seems like a little set up. I'm just saying. Um, so I do a lot of work with trauma. Uh, right now, I work with a lot of military um, that are in uh, limited duty uh, status that are trying to see what's next for them. Have a couple people who's retired, um, and I have a couple people that is active as well, and I work with their families. Um, I am huge of working with people that have dealt with trauma because I like to show you your past no longer exists anymore. Okay, that's going to lead me to these next two questions. No, okay. Hold on, you. I think he wanted me to. No, no, this no, question. no. See, see, that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. See, okay. that's why he need to talk to you about his trauma. That see that yeah. But yeah, so I do a lot with trauma. Um, I I really prefer to work with individuals. Can you specify the trauma? Like trauma. Yeah, specify. Okay, so trauma is anything that happens that take you off your course. Um, people think a trauma has to be huge, but I like to tell my clients if I ever walk down the steps and I stump my toe. Every time I go down that step now, I'm going to be cognizant of the moment that I stumped my toe. That was a traumatic experience for me. It don't have to be, oh, I went to war and cool, okay? If that was your trauma, that was yours. It doesn't have to be sexual assault. It can be back in the day, your mom would feed your dad first and not you. That could be a trauma. So it's anything that has literally created a new narrative in your life and changed the trajectory of where you're trying to go. Gotcha. Like looking at him every day. That could be a that's, trauma that's, if you that, felt that, that that's way. That's trauma. <laughs> that's trauma. Your eyes out. Fix all that. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so and uh, do you think that childhood trauma can affect people's decisions as they grow up? You are who you are. Like I know that sounds very like cliche-ish, but you are developed as a child. Mm-hmm. So like all of your experience, like the first moment that you were born. That light kids ain't just crying just because they want to be crying because they came to the earth. That is traumatizing (laughs) because you just spent nine months in your mom's womb. Like, that's the most traumatic moment of anybody's life is when they enter this earth. And from that moment forward, everything that you experience is like a thumbnail. Like, think about that world traveler that Mm -hmm. likes to travel and every time they go somewhere they put that thumb yeah that's what we're doing in all of our experiences is a thumbnail that you're not gonna your body does not forget that i got a question for you talking about cliches because you kept saying cliches Mm -hmm. what about this saying like people could sometimes say such and such happened to to you long time ago you grown now or Years have passed. It's time to get over it. Have you heard that before? I have, and that's a bunch of BS. How do you BS. feel about that? Um, it's a bunch of BS. You or does it does it pertain to certain situations? Because some things no, kind of got to go up. I would say there's no time limit to people healing. That's the thing. Like um, healing is a process. It's not something that you just say, "Oh, I want to be healed," and then you heal today. That that doesn't happen. Um, so what I tell people when certain moments happen and you say that it's a trauma, you stop aging at that moment. So there's a lot of 30 year olds that were traumatized at 15. So guess what? Mentally, they still 15 because at that moment, your life stopped. There was something that stood you there. So when we tell people, oh, get over it. That happened a long time ago. No, 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 no. I'm not just going to get over it. But what I do need to do is acknowledge what happened so I can sit down and say, okay, well, what lesson was it? My husband always say, eat the meat and spit out the bones. There's going to be some moments where you're going to get a big old piece of chicken breast and you can devour all of it. Or you're going to have a moment, if you know curry goat, most of the time it's more bones than it's meat. You may get a curry goat plate. (laughs) But you have to understand that everything comes with a lesson. That's how you go forward is when I sit back and I say, okay, I'm not going to allow for that situation to keep me stuck and stagnant. I want to grow another year older. So I'm going to sit back and really deal with what happened. It's not a get over it because you don't. You're never going to forget it. I'm not going to forget 16. I'm not going to forget 3. I'm not going to forget any of the stuff that's happened to me. But what I am going to do is decide how it's going to impact me and my now. That's a different uh, different way. Hey, tell the people, if they can't hear us, I'm very naked to go to Power by Virginia. 
Yeah, because um, people still text me saying they can't. Well, I don't get it. I don't know why, because I can hear it. They, he started the live, but the live is actually on my page okay. instead okay. of the Bare Naked Truth page. Okay. So that's probably why we weren't seeing any. But I've just opened it up on. Okay, cool. Here now, so. I gotta love technology. Gotta love technology. Gotta love technology, but we're gonna push I, through because I like this the way is you break good today. Down. So break this cliche down. Okay. You can't cry over spilled milk. I don't even think you can break that one down. But you can cry over spilled Look, I was a breastfeeding <laughs> mama. And I breastfed both my kids. And I remember, because I ain't get a lot. And if anybody breastfed their children, you it's a struggle. I did. And I had like six ounces. I'm, I'm just going to keep going. I had six ounces of milk. And I remember that bad boy. I knocked it over. Did I cry? Hell yeah, I cried. Because I took about 30 minutes to get just the six ounces. That wasn't enough anyway for the rest oh, of the week. Um, so honestly, what it is, is we make up all these cliches so that we don't feel. Okay. All this stuff is crap. So that we don't feel nothing. But here's the thing. You got what I call the elephant in the room. Not just because I'm a Delta. But because an elephant, we think of the size of an elephant. That's a part of it. But the elephant has the world's best memory. It forgets nothing from the time that it comes out of his mom's womb to the moment it dies. Mm -hmm. So when we have emotions, we might say, oh, I'll deal with that later. Okay, but the elephant is saying, but I remember. And you keep feeding this elephant. You keep feeding this elephant. So eventually it pushes you out of the room. And you wonder why everybody got mental health issues and problems and all this other stuff. It's because just because I tell you don't think about it don't mean I didn't think about it. True, true. You really got to deal with these stuff. Like all these cliches need to go away. That's why family is Absolutely. not family anymore. Mm. That's why so many people have committed suicide. We're That's suffering. why I legit am like, look, I want to be a celebrity best friend. If there's any celebrities that are listening, I want to work with you. Because here's the thing. I feel for people like Kanye West. Why? Mm -hmm. Because he gave the world everything. And the moment that he lost his mind, what did we do? We threw him away. Absolutely. That's crazy. Absolutely, that's cancel exactly culture. That is true, and and that we have true. to we have to stray away from that. We have yeah, to um, put ourselves in a place where we understand that um, it's necessary for us to um, support mm -hmm. our, our our people mentally um, on another level. We have to be able to look. I feel like every other race is able to support the the necessary, the community mm -hmm. effort. Mm -hmm. It's a united front. You know, I feel like they disagree with each other, but it's behind closed doors. They never really toss each other out to the sharks. You yeah. know, that crab mm -hmm. mentality. I feel like as a people, we have to do better with that. You know, mm -hmm. um, I feel like he was okay until he had that traumatic experience of losing his mother. And it's a lot of us who have experienced a very traumatic moment in our lives, and it changed us forever. Yep. And some of us are fighting through it. Some of us have been brave enough to say, I'm going to go talk to somebody about it. And there are just some of us who just learn how to suppress it. But it's there. It still is. And it does not... I want you to understand, this stuff does not go away just because you don't want to deal with it. We all get one meat suit. And this meat suit is like a vehicle. You get one. You can't change it. So if anybody go to Food Line, especially in our area, they always got sales. I can't drink soda no more, but I'll use this analogy anyway. You know, if you get your favorite soda, they got to buy one, get one free. So you can grab both of them. Right. You ain't got enough room in your car, so you happen to put the soda in the trunk. You drive around, you don't think about it. Let's say your friend tell you they you know, they made your favorite bill. You go over there and they say, man, I forgot to get something to drink. Don't worry about it. I went and I got a soda. You go in the house, you open it. What happens? It, it's going to explode. Mm -hmm. There's so many of us right now that have soda bottles on the inside, and we're not thinking about all the twists and turns, the things that's happening in our life. We're ignoring it. And then somewhere down the line, we got to open up the soda bottle, and we think it's just going to come out smooth, but it's not. It's about to explode. Good Lord. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Deep. I'm saying here just listening. This is what like, melanated, yo. educated looks like, like okay? Yo. Hey, that's so I'm just sitting here like. Hey, usually like. I talk. Yeah, I'm just sitting here like. Absolutely. I'm so glad we yeah, were able so to um, put this together. But I wanted to ask you a question. Um, okay. How do you use, or how do you, you um, let me see. I don't want to word this because I want to make sure everybody, for in the case of black women, mm -hmm. how do you feel, in your professional opinion, how do you feel we are? surviving as a a people as a gender i feel like um black women 
get the least amount of credit. Um, I feel like we are so easily tossed to the side. I feel like we are canceled just for unimaginable, mm -hmm. the smallest reasons. You know, like, you know, the gentleman that called in. It's always a counteract of accountability, even if we're talking about black men. Because let's be honest. I mean, some of us were raised that black men are the head. Yeah. The man is the head. As much as we want to focus on the woman, the man is the head. And a lot of us would would follow a lot better if we were led in a better direction. Honestly, I, I think for me, th this is a struggle for me. When it comes to like race and things like that, I'm going to be real. Why? Because I wasn't raised with that. I'm mixed with a lot. So my family, we never talked about it um, at all. Uh, my great-great-grandfather was a slave master he had his white family and then he came from um the eastern shore to be with his black family on the weekend so we could not talk it wasn't something that mm -hmm. was talked about but then when i got to norfolk state which you know hbcu mm -hmm. what you mean you don't know nothing about that i don't know right but what i had to realize was is the fact we're all trying to find a fit like it is sad because we are probably the only people that don't really have an identity Mm -hmm. All other races mm -hmm. can stem themselves back somewhere else. Absolutely. For us, we can't go back to Africa. And I love my African friends. But y'all be real. Y'all want us there. Then we can't right. really be here they because really it's like, like, yeah, it's like, know, well, we what really is African American? What is that? So what we do is, again, we stick labels. Oh, she's resilient. Oh, she's smart, educated, and melanated. Why the heck I got to say all that? I'm just Malira. Right. So what we're doing is we're having all these definitions and all these things that we're trying to accomplish and do just to say, hey, see me, I'm here. Absolutely. But instead, legit, like, you got to see yourself, sis. Like, life is a mirror. You legit got to see yourself. If you don't see you, the world's not going to see you. Absolutely. And there's a, listening. Like, there's a lot of us that are waiting for external things to give us our light. We're looking for that selfie glow stick. Mm -hmm. When you are the glow stick. Absolutely. So, honestly, when it comes to my black women, I want you guys to hear, like, you got to know you it, queen. There's nothing else we need to do. We don't need the male there. But we need the male there. Absolutely. And we got to be, it goes back to what we were talking about before, that independent mm -hmm. mindset. We cannot do this thing called life by ourselves. That is a mm -hmm. mentality that was given because we were tired of people failing us. Mm -hmm. But people are failing you because you're failing you. Like if you don't show up for you, if you don't know that you're enough, if you don't know that you got all that in that, like you're the bag. If you don't know that, you're going to continue to attract people that ain't got no bag to fill and they want you to fill it and now you're wondering why you're empty. Exactly. <laughs> let's, let's go back to what you just said mm -hmm. about you said that we don't need no man there, but we need a man there. Yes. So how would you address women that says things like, I don't need a man for nothing? Because she's scared. Mm. All of this fear. There we go. Fear and faith is the same emotions. It, it literally is. It's just what you do with it. So fear says there's this level of uncertainty. I don't know what the heck is going to happen. So then what I do is I'm going to go ahead and build this prison around me because at least I know that it sucks here. But it sucks here. I already know that. It's a safe zone. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to function in, in fear. I'd rather be me, myself, and mm. I because if I do happen to let somebody in, it might be good, but there's a small chance it might be bad. And because it's bad already here, I'd rather just stay here. Or we got faith that says, yo, it's some uncertainty there, but I am trusting and believing that where I'm supposed to go is going to be better than this. So I'm going to take that leap of faith. I'm going to open up the jail and I'm going to walk forward. So when it comes to when I say we don't need a man there, but we do, it means you are you all by yourself. You're the whole piece. But that support factor you need it. It's just like, okay, if, if I say all of us were cell phones, right? You know you got the outlet. The outlet always has electricity running to it. So whenever you plug something into it, it's supposed to work, right? Yeah. That that actual outlet on the wall, that's your creator. That's your, your source. That's the higher being. Always got something there. You're the cell phone. If you're at 100%, you can have all the apps open that you want. Mm -hmm. But when that bad boy hit 20%, it started going crazy, right? <laughs> right? Right. The only way you can recharge yourself is through a charger cord. Cord. That's the other people that's in your life. Right. If you ain't got no charger cord, 
You're not going to be able to plug yourself into that outlet, even if it's there. Mm-hmm. So you got to be able to have something there to cover those weaknesses because they show up when you're at 20%. Absolutely. Absolutely. When everything seems like it's crashing down. Absolutely. And so with the with the safe space. Yes. Um, do you think that when people are in that safe space and they see the first sign of something bad and they vacate, do you think that's part of the fear also? It's part of the fear because here's the thing. It's the thing. It happened again. I, I gave it a chance. Yeah. And it happened. So I'm hard. That's usually me. That's usually me. But uh, and I had the gaseous sleeve, so it's real loud. My stomach real small. Um, but <laughs> you, you, it's like I gave this a chance, mm-hmm. and it still failed. Okay. If I had that mentality, I would not be where I'm at today. Like, people literally look at my life. Like, I have people that connect to me just by what they see on my profile. Like, yo, she living up the life. But, yo, I just had to do some stuff to pay my bills, which yeah. me. Like, you know, right. right. you, you on know? the inside, yes. there's, there's some things behind this wall that you guys don't even really know. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, I try to tell people all the time, like, nothing's a failure, it's a lesson. And a lot of the times, it's not a denial, it's a delay. Because you, you got to allow for things to align the right way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And right now, it's not aligned. Like, for example, I'm a therapist now, but the job I work at right now, and they know this, so hey, um, this is the third time that it came around. The first two times, it wasn't a good fit. Mm-hmm. Third time, I heard loud in my ear, if you say no this time, this dream ain't going to come back. So you need to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a denial, it was a delay because now everything was aligned the way that I needed it to be. I want to own another house. I got one, but they denied me. And I'm like, I'm a whole psychotherapist. What you mean right. I can't yes. get no house? Right. You know? The psychotherapist part, though. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Next to the psycho. <laughs> no. So I bring, on, but no, I bring in the psychotherapist part, honestly, though, is because that's what we do. I can sit here and talk just like a regular black girl, mm-hmm. but some of your people ain't going to hear it unless they hear I'm a psychotherapist. Right. They won't accept you unless they hear the title. Correct. That's and that's why we get so uh, in-depth in these titles mm-hmm. because that, that solidifies mm-hmm. the the information. Yep. And, and most of the time, if y'all didn't put that on y'all flyer, I wouldn't be talking about it. I will just say, when I'm working, I want to get a, a house or whatever because mm-hmm. that's just me. But no, like legit, I had to learn that because I wanted to buy another house. I wanted to get like an office, blah, blah, blah. And they told me, you can't do that. I said, why? That's like, because the way you get paid look like commission. So we need to see a year's worth of blah, 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 blah. But I realized if I, if they would have told me yes, I would have been rushing to get a house because I had a timeline in my mind that I wanted it before Christmas. So then guess Mm -hmm. what? Whatever house I would have saw, I would have gave myself two months. And probably would have picked something worse than where I'm at right now. And I'm a firm believer on um, harvest and season. Yes. Um, we don't always want to accept that things are just meant to be in our season. Um, you you have to learn how to clap for other people when it's not your season. You have mm-hmm. to learn how to be patient for your own harvest in your season. Because what if we go out here and we gain things that we're really not equipped to handle? What do we do with the gift? We destroy it, right? Absolutely. We don't know what to do with it. We don't know how to handle it. We don't even know how to care for it. So you have to be aligned, mind, body, and soul in order to handle and really manage your gift. Yes. Or you'll destroy it. You won't be able to use it. You know, mm-hmm. so sometimes we don't want to, we, we rush into things, but we don't even know sometimes, you know. And y'all know how I am. Y'all know I love the Lord. So mm-hmm. I just, I'm, I'm big on that, you know, because there are some things that happened in my life that I felt like if God had gave it to me beforehand, I would have annihilated it because Excellent. I wasn't ready. Thanks. I wasn't ready for it. But when you are patient and um, obedient, Things align the way they need to be, and and you live in it, and it's it is good. And it's typically better, absolutely, than what you think. Like what for me, I'm now coming back into this side of spirituality. So my husband and I, we went on a five year sabbatical journey of just trying different things. Uh, we both were ministers and everything, and we completely walked away from it. And I will tell you that being here now. I'm like, God, you was in all of that, man. Mm -hmm. Like, bro, like, I know you know you. Like, it ain't got nothing to do with nobody else. Mm -hmm. I know you know you. So, for me, 
it's my relationship with you, but it was your timing. Mm-hmm. So everybody else would see, well, for five years, she was doing Reiki. She was burning ancestor money. She was um, doing uh, meditations and all this other stuff. And they say nothing about God. She was talking about the universe and manifestation and numerology. And she was just a heathen, though. If God is the creator of all things, right, I can learn from mm-hmm. all things. And I shared it to say this. Our plans are not his plans at all. Absolutely. And there's a lot of people that are struggling because they're just like, but I see the person that is out here that's doing dirt, but they got X, Y, and Z. Just because they got X, Y, and Z don't mean they really got riches. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that they really got certain things. So what I will ask a person is when you're setting these goals up, are you doing it because it's your purpose and your strengths or are you doing it to chase money? Because money's like a bird. If you go outside, right, and there's a bird, you see it, it's beautiful. By the time you walk up to it, it's going to fly away. Mm -hmm. But if you stay back and you kind of watch the bird, it's going to sit there about five minutes. That's money. All of us out here chasing money, and we wonder why we ain't got none. Mm -hmm. So we only got a few minutes left, but before we close today, um, I know Mike has another question he wants to ask. And um, I do want you to give us a brief description of how it was uh, being featured on TV One for my man. Um, I just thought that was the dopest <laughs> experience ever uh, for someone, uh, just that happened in that for area, you so. to be able to go on that show. Mm-hmm. And it was based in Norfolk. Yep. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about um, your journey with that and um, what's to come? Okay. Um, well, I was honestly blessed with that. Uh, the young lady, Latoya Edwards, that's also one of the psychotherapists that was up there. Um, she pulled me and two other young ladies that was in this area mm-hmm. that were uh, graduates of HBCUs that had their own practice, practice and doing all that. And she gave us the opportunity. Um, so she really helped us. So shout out to her. Um, out. Because without that, I wouldn't even know that that was even a thing that I can actually like do. Um, we're gonna do a brief intermission. Hallelujah. Uh, but <laughs> um, but I didn't know that was something I could do. And to be honest with you, we had recorded back in the summertime. Mm-hmm. So eventually, I was just like, okay, it come out when it come out. And then when it did, it happened to come out on my birthday. Yeah, because I was following your page. Yes. And it seemed like you had something that you wanted to share, but you were holding it, and you were trying to wait for the right time. Um, that's how so TV hard. works. They tape it, they, they do all the edits on it, mm-hmm. and then it airs later on. And they say you can't say nothing until you get that final email to say that it's about to air. Right. Girl, I was sitting on this since last July. Wow. Um, but I was blessed because, again, it, it happened on my birthday, and I was really intentional on this birthday because other birthdays in the past was not so great. Um, but the way it felt, honestly, I just feel like Malira, like, look, it's very strange because people always ask, like, hey, you was on TV. I'm like, okay. Oh, you rich now? Like, right. That's <laughs> no. a, very, um, a very memorable experience, though. Like, this is what... It's something that I would want to continue to do. But it's one of those things where it, it's all about timing as well. And the one thing I'm learning is instead of focusing on what I don't have, focus on what I do. Absolutely. Um, because to even get in that space, and it doesn't take away from that experience because I'm absolutely blessed from that. Um, I could see myself now like on TV. I'm like, oh, my gosh, okay, girl, you you, you did it. <laughs> right. you know. And it was exciting. But now it's like to do the other stuff. Now I have to have the revenue. Mm-hmm. To get everything else done and established. And right now, I got to make sure my family is good. Absolutely. So, you know, that's one side of it as well. Is, is as you're in the process of making it, don't be afraid to say, like, right now, I'm just going to go ahead and take it slow. If other opportunities flow my way, cool. Um, but it's, it's really just, I just want to change the world. Like, I legit want people to know that their life is worth living. I know what it feels like to not want to live anymore. Mm-hmm. So... To be able to have a couple moments where people can hear my voice and, and they want to keep going. To me, that that's what I was built for. So if I have other opportunities like that, I would love it. And if I don't, I can say, hey, here's my link to TV One. You can go and watch that. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's it's surreal. It's, it's kind of like, what do you do with that? That's what everybody's yeah. asking. Like, why are you on TV? I'm like, I know. Because, you know, that's, you know? Everybody's, that's everybody's, like, fantasy to, to mm-hmm. be. What you, most people feel like once you're on TV, you made it. And you know, that's not, and that's that's truth. not always the case, mm-hmm. but it's a start. It is, and it, and I'm for honestly, I know God is about to blow my mind 
And it's to the point now where my vision board, all I had on that was a cell phone. And it says, God has already called you. Mm, that's it. That's it. So wherever it is, I flow and go. When people hear me on different stuff, the opportunities I'm supposed to be speaking at, the people I'm supposed to be speaking to, that's what's going to come from it. And if money flow, it flow. If it don't, it don't. And I'm blessed either way because I know I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to be empty because I gave in every moment. All right, so I got one last question for you. And my question is, do you think that uh, people should seek more professional help and not just rely on friends, family, and the church to tell them what they may want to hear and I, should I they do. need to hear what or should they hear what they need to hear so i think it could be a mixture of both mm-hmm. it's, it's good to have a support system i tell people all the time if you have a support system that always tell you what you're doing wrong you need to change your support system mm-hmm. it gotta be some form of balance um professional help everybody needs it you really do like it's, it's one of those things where sometimes you cannot see from the outside looking in. You can just see from the inside out. So all your stuff that you know is emotion-based. You need someone that can really break down, okay, look, the thought that you just had is what led to that feeling, which is why you behave the way that you do. If you want to change how you behave, I need to change how you felt so then we can address those thoughts. Mm-hmm. If you don't have someone that can understand that and break that down for you or give you the tools in your toolbox, you're basically setting yourself up for failure. It's like telling a person, oh, you're, or me. I'm not a handyman, nothing. If I got a flat tire and y'all won't hear, I probably will stay out there with a flat tire. So if you gave me the tool, I'm going to be like, what the heck am I supposed to do with that? Mm -hmm. And that is what a lot of the outside people do. If you go to a professional, not only are we giving you the tools, but a good one will walk you through how to use those tools. And if you go out in the first professional you see fails it's like trying on a pair of shoes i wear between an eight and a half and a nine nine and a half i gotta try these shoes on so it's gonna be some shut up (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um it's gonna be sometimes where you'll find someone that's not a good fit but honestly therapy i'm a whole therapist that went to therapy and i'm planning on going back to therapy because i'm in a new season of my life it's nothing to be ashamed of and one last thing on that a lot of people are afraid of diagnosis diagnosis is not a label right it tells me what treatment to give you if you had cancer you won't you're not gonna want your doctor just to say they only got hypertension why because your insurance company is not going to pay for the chemotherapy and everything else that comes with that Mm -hmm. so when you come to me for your mental health and i say hey you got depression anxiety bipolar disorder ptsd schizophrenia any of the other stuff i could care less what your diagnosis really is it just allows for your insurance to pay for it Mm -hmm. so a lot of times we got to get away from those labels and just allow it to be now I know what to address and I know what proper tools to give you so that you can live a fulfilled life. Okay. Okay. Cool. So you got something you got something you got something stirring the pot. You ain't stirring the pot today. You don't wanna get diagnosed. (laughs) You know what? You know what? We could. We got like two minutes left. You could go ahead and diagnose me real quick. Okay. So what are you bring to the table? My face. Next. Ugly. Next. (laughs) Next. Well, it is. No, but I... uh, Well, I was just... um, Is there anything that we missed that you want to tell um, the viewers, uh, your family, friends, your followers, um, any information on you, how to get in contact with you? And don't don't be all in her inbox trying to get some free therapy. Yes, because um, I can lose my license. Right. Happen. She's got <laughs> a code married. of ethics that she has to follow. And she's yes. married. And, and she's married. Inbox me. I diagnosed you. Are y'all crazy? Right. She's so, married. Um, Don't forget that part. And, and anything that we can look forward to um, from the beautiful, talented Miss Green? Um, One thing I will leave with you guys, especially with the pandemic, um, thoughts of suicide, I have realized, has been on the rise, especially in our young people. Um, and what I want to tell you is that that breath that's in your body is so worth living, man. I, I I know being in the the path of taking my own life. I know what that looks like. I was 17 and I was just done, tired. And my dad knocked down the door. And I told myself from that moment forward, I was going to be CPR to anybody else's goals. So if you feel like your purpose, your goals and all of that is it, done, yo, reach out to me. Because it, no. 
the breath in your body is worth living. We all have lost something due to COVID. I've lost my great grandmother that I didn't really have a relationship with. My grandma right now has stage four cancer that I can't really see like I want to because of COVID. Like everybody is struggling, but you don't got to do it by yourself. So that's the one thing I want to leave. As far as finding me, Malara Green on everything, um, M Green Enterprises LLC. You can get to my website by typing it into Google. Of course, I have my books. Things to look forward to, yo, it's the opportunities. That's what I'm looking forward to. I want to be able to use my voice to heal people. So if you have a platform, if you know some celebrities, and I am not shy, I have not because I asked not. I want to work with the Tarajis. I want to work with the um, Sierra and Russell Wilson. I want to work with people, the Kanye's, so that they can know that just because you're a celebrity don't mean it took away you being a person. Um, so that is what I am looking for, people that can connect me with those that need me not those that just want malara because she got titles behind her name i could give a flip phone about those what i legit want to do is to be the person that allows for someone to say that their breath is worth worth it absolutely i like that well it's been a pleasure how much does it Um, cost for a session you got insurance for a session (laughs) I, I i got insurance and money so as far as therapy go i will say i work for a nonprofit called alicia's place um you can definitely call that number i wish i had it on me but google alicia's yeah, you place. guys can google it um and i do therapy there that's where my therapy stuff is anything outside of that i do it from the kindness of my heart because again everything license wise uh, it's not worth losing my license so i do that under that piece um, but I do have my metamorphosis experience. So if I have about four ladies that would like to do that, I will create that group again. Right now, I'm to the point where I want God to create these spaces. So that's why I don't have no dates, no time, nothing. It's if you need it, I'll make it happen. Um, if you don't need it, then I can flow and be with my family. You know, So that's really what I got. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, my yes, pleasure. This was such a pleasure. I'm glad our people got a chance to. Uh, those of you who were tuned in on the Bare Naked Truth podcast, um, we went live today. We had some technical issues, but you will be able to find this video um, through Power by Virginia. You will be able to find this live video. Um, p- portion of it is on my page and also on YouTube. Um, so all of these different platforms, again, once you find Miss Green, you will be able to find this as well. She will be tagged in all of this, her information, and a way to get with her. If you guys want to reach out to her for any networking, uh, please do so. She's looking forward to it, but let's be mindful and support each other uh, with peace and purpose, okay? Hey, shout out to Power by Virginia 757. Shout out to Loud Seabrook. Yeah, and thank you guys for tuning in. Please share this live. Um, and we got we love you, all our supporters and followers. All right, y'all be easy. We out. Your boy, Mrs. Third Pot. Hey, your girl, Pixie. And your favorite cousin. Least favorite cousin. Hey, <laughs>